welcome to the Wild Light Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tiff Johnson. You've officially entered my living room, where conversations are real, raw, edgy, and a bit spicy. I'm a chiropractor, a mom, and a wife. As a transformer, a translator, and an activator, I read the body and soul, and I see your truth. The Wildlight Podcast is a movement. It's a way of being. It's where we lead, we speak, and we live bigger than we ever dreamed. I invite you to let the wildlight run through you too, so that you become that movement. Hey guys, and welcome back. We're going to talk about marriage and business today, and I will be doing a sequel to this is what I would imagine, a sequel as it's going. But I want to kind of bring you up to speed. Um, 23 years of being married to Craig, pretty um, strong-headed, stubborn, I think my way is right. Up until the last few years, I would say. I was going to say handful. Mm, That might be a stretch. But up until the last few years, that is really how we existed. I opened my practice right out of chiropractic school. He worked um, in IT for a few different companies before he went on his own about eight years later. And he did his own thing and I did my own thing and um, have always done coaching, mentorship stuff. Started that business uh, three and a half years ago. And, you know, we talk about it, but we never talked about it, really. Each person just did their own thing. And one of the most common things that would come out of his mouth, and anybody in our social circles would probably remember... (laughs) When we talk about business, we talk about his business and my business, and I've always had employees. He's never had employees. Um, He's much more simple than I am, and so on and so forth. In answering the question of, like, could you ever work together? Absolutely not. Like, capital N-O with a period. We would not go together. I do not understand how couples do this. I don't get how you can go to work and you can go to work together and come home together and la-di-da-di-da. Which, in the last few years, we've grown up a bit. And our paths of business are starting to weave in and out of our natural ebb and flow of our purpose, our passions, and what we, what we really want to leave, like the legacy that we really want to leave the world, the legacy that we want to leave our community, the legacy that we want to leave our family. And the mission has become something very different that we talk every day about business now. We brainstorm every day about the things that we want to create together, not He turns his back and goes this way and says like, hey, just an update. This is what business has done. And I turn this way and every now and then it's like, hey, how's Healing Touch? How's Wild Light? (laughs) How are you? 
And of course, we, we kind of knew how that impacted our home, but we didn't know in terms of we both weren't bought into the purpose of Craig and Tiff or Craig, Tiff, Callan, and Gavin. And that has been the most dramatic change in the last three years, for sure. It's difficult not to go back to that and say, well, as soon as I got my poop in a group, uh, I stopped drinking. I started focusing on being better in my health, being better in my mind, being better, trusting that so much changed because that's when I started making big leaps in my businesses. That's when I started seeing like, ooh, I could carry this here. I could lead this here. I could bring this person in and we could do this here. Whereas I was always, I, I saw myself as the lone ranger, the black sheep, the only one who could do the thing, which I know is ego. But I knew it. I trusted myself. I had confidence in myself to do it. I didn't in other people at that time. And something shifted. And so this is going to be a shorter, um, a short story form on even if for the first 20 years of a relationship, it looks one way, it does not mean that all of a sudden it can't change. Even if you've been having the same conversation over and over and over and all of a sudden you shift it, you have a different perspective. You share something different. You open your heart more. You speak your fears. You speak what you're scared about. And that person holds you differently. Everything changes. Hey, if you're loving these conversations, I invite you into the room. Wildfire is a local live event on February 2nd, and there are still tickets available. Check the link in my bio. And so there's a foundation. There's a foundation that we had that was built on consistency and security and honestly pushing through and not giving up when everything sucked. And I will talk about this more. I'm very open talking about relationships and talking about the struggle, talking about from a woman's perspective, from a man's perspective. I can only speak about my perspective on the the world that I've led, the business that I've led, the um, responsibility that I've carried in our community for the last 18 years. And And if people haven't ran their own business and haven't employed people I don't think you get it. And there were a lot of conversations that we'd have that I didn't get what he was doing and he didn't get what I was doing. But yet we continued on somewhat parallel lives in business as our family meshed. And the more our family meshed, the more business would trickle in a little bit. The older the kids got the more interested they were in things, in personal development, in excellence, in reaching for their dreams, in being better and learning more about themselves, things just started to ebb and flow together. So that when I look back to the Craig that said, no way, I could never work with her. Like we could never work together. It wouldn't be good. 
Now we spend our days brainstorming. We spend our nights wondering what if. We spend time on the computer looking at like, wow, what would this environment look like to live in? Could a business sustain be sustained in this area? How do we make more of an impact in the way that we're making it here in another location in our community, in another location in the state, in another location in the nation? I would consider that working together now. Not as one is the boss and one is the admin, but both as leaders and both as lions, both as partners, both as I trust you, I trust me, you trust you, you trust me. And now we can come together on what it is that we're meant to bring to the world. Early on in marriage, what I felt like we were meant to bring to the world is, how do we do this? <laughs> how do we run a household? How can we be good to each other even when we don't feel good? Which I failed miserably. How do we make sure our kids are taken care of? Not going too far, right? Not giving them too much. And not making them relive what we want to prevent them from experiencing? How do we not be the safety net for them and for each other all the time and trust that we are meant to take a step and we are fully responsible for ourselves? And when we become our own best self, we become our own best self for the other person even better than we ever were. Marriage. Over 50% and in divorce now. I consider our life extraordinary because of our home. And was it hard? A lot. It was hard a lot. But when we don't have our home in order, nothing can be in order. Because this is the safest space. Or it's designed to be. So even if it isn't exactly what you want, can you turn the mirror towards you? Can you look to see, this is who I need to be in this relationship. This is who I need to be as a mom or dad or grandma and grandpa. This is who I need to be in my home. And I am going to be the most loyal to myself, the most accountable to myself, the highest character, the highest integrity. I'm going to follow my word. And when you up the standards, everything changes. Because I started asking myself questions like, why wouldn't he want to work with me? And I mean, it doesn't, didn't take me long. It's because I can be really bossy. I can see the problem. And I can see the solution, but I don't always want to do it. I delegate it. And many times I delegate it before I'm supposed to because I'm supposed to figure it out first, then delegate it in a way that I can communicate the standards of what this looks like. I can communicate the level of excellence that I want it completed at. But instead, it seemed as if I was too good for certain things. I delay in making decisions. He doesn't. 
I waffle and wonder if this is okay for the people that love me, the, my family, my friends, like, ooh, what will they say? He doesn't care. So though I come off tough, I have so much softness that I didn't show people. And that's likely maybe the word. <laughs> maybe the word is incongruence. Yes, it is. So when we start to look at ourselves with mere facing forward, I mean, we hear this all the time, but rarely do we really look at it in terms of our marriage. Rarely do we look at it in terms of our parenting. And when I say look at it, I mean like, no, you're not just shitting all over yourself. You're not saying how awful you are. Like, you got to do some emotional work if you go straight to that place. Then this is probably too direct of a podcast for you to listen to. But if you've done some of that work and you can handle things and you aren't as fragile, start identifying where you actually suck. And don't cry about it. But recognize, where is it that you suck? That is the place of true liberation for what can happen next. That's the place of freedom. Because if you can identify where you are not good, but yet your values and your morals call you to a higher standard, that will create massive change and freedom and liberation in who you are, in your voice, in your heart, in your soul. And when that starts to come into alignment, alignment creates repair, repair in relationships, connection, connection not only with who you are, but with your top relationships, with your marriage, with your kids, with your parents, with your siblings, with your best friends, with your boss, with your employees, with your coworkers, everybody. So I share this story because It's 23 years worth, and a lot happens in 23 years. And so if you're just looking at what Craig and I are doing now, you might say that's that's how I want to do it with my spouse. I want to create dreams together. I want to sit in the, quote, boardroom together. I want to be able to create my vision board and not have him laugh at it because I can tell you for 22, 20 years, that's what happened. He laughed at it. Did I stop doing them? Well, maybe I did for every now and then, maybe one year I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to, do I want to like deal with this battle? But no. Two years ago, you, we were doing vision boards as a family, a family of six because our kids had their significant others with them. And he asked me how many I've done. And I said, probably 20 or 25 in different ways on my phone and technology on social, um, in a notebook, on a tag board, a true vision board workshop. I've led many. And he looked at me and he's like, are you for real? Yeah. I was like, why? He's like, oh, I just thought it was maybe like three to five. I'm like, no, this is this is what I've done. And for the majority of the years, I haven't, you know, 
invited you because <laughs> you thought it was the stupidest thing ever. So they don't have to agree with you for you to continue to be your best. He didn't have to believe that we could one day work together because we didn't even know what that meant. But I kept being curious, like, wow, I wonder why I am so difficult. <laughs> like, why would this not work? And it's not just me, but I started being curious of myself. And when I started being curious of myself, I st- saw myself change. And inevitably, when you're in a strong relationship, you work in, in ebbs and flows, meaning I'm in alignment. And I step up and that step up allows him to be like, okay, I'm going to calibrate to that. We just had this conversation a few days ago. And that's what we've done. We've taken turns. We've ebbed and flowed. One ebb, one flows. One is sticky, one rises, and then boom, we calibrate up. We rise up and we come back into alignment. And now I can say like, wow, I can't even imagine anything else happening. I can't imagine doing all this without him because he's freaking brilliant. But I didn't even know his brilliance because I, I didn't know how we could ever do this together. But I dreamed <laughs> that it would happen as long as I kept taking care of myself and as long as I kept being true to myself and as long as I wasn't a dick. I mean, can you admit, instead of getting defensive that you're a dick, can you just admit it and be curious about it and recognize like, wow, why why do I get triggered around this? Why, why do I need my way around this? Why do I defend myself so much when this topic comes up? It's because you're hiding something. It's because something's unconscious. That's a trigger. You're lying about something. You're not being able to be fully seen. You're not trusting that I can share this dream or I can share this scary thought or I can share something really close to my heart and I'm going to be okay even if he doesn't love it, even if he doesn't support it, even if he doesn't even recognize it. That shouldn't shake you. And if it shakes you once, just remember the next time it's not going to shake you as much. This is the process of being anti-fragile. That doesn't mean egomaniacal. It just means anti-fragile. You can hold a lot. You can hold a lot of duality. Things don't always have to go right and you're not going to crumble. You're not going to cry. You're not going to lose it. You can hold it, but you can still be open. You can still be honest. You can still be vulnerable. This is what great relationships, extraordinary relationships take. And when you are doing God's work, when you're doing your deepest purpose work, and when you're doing it together, this requires a whole new level. I love talking about this, talk about it the most in Converge in the um, intimate living room <laughs> of a few handfuls of people that I can share these stories because you can see parts of it in you. And then you can see the gap of where you need to be better, of where you need to commit, of where you need to speak up of where you need to let go, whatever those things are. That's the mirror for you. It doesn't matter if he or she isn't using the mirror appropriately for them. 
Focus on what you need to shift and change. Be curious about the big questions. Why would he say that? (laughs) That was my biggest question. Why couldn't we work together? And I've had many conversations. I've initiated it. Like, hey, I don't, like, could you really not? There's no way. (laughs) Well, I mean, I took it personal for the first chunk of years. And after that, I was like, wow, I mean, he feels pretty clearly about this. So start having some of those real raw conversations. The ones that will likely trigger you. Because the biggest transformation in your life, in your body, in your heart, in your soul happens when you're honest. The biggest transformation happens when you speak in radical truth. The biggest transformation happens when you can open up your heart and not be afraid that you're going to die. And in the evidence that you don't die, that's what gives us strength. That's what gets us back up. That's what makes us more curious. That's what continually makes us less fragile. So there will be more on this. But I thought, wow, this is this is extraordinary to think about 23 years of marriage, two of dating. So 25 years together. And just in the last little bit, have we really intersected our purpose, our path, and now we're creating it in a massive way. We have four from scratch businesses together as a family with another three or four coming in the next six to 12 months. And that's on the docket. That's what we've committed to because I believe in me first. I believe in my ability to bring something mm, magical to the world. And I believe in him second, but most importantly, us together is so much stronger than what I could do or what he could do alone. And that is what we've realized. So if you're struggling, keep going. If he doesn't see or she doesn't see your perspective, keep finding your own. If you're more focused on what they're doing for their personal development or where they are not that good, they're, they're holding up, not holding up their end of the deal, maybe just turn the mirror towards you and go back to focusing on what do you need to be responsible for? How, how can you be your best today? And be very aware of all of the next emotions that come with that. Being able to see it and feel it and know it in our body is that path to being anti-fragile. And anti-fragile is personal power. It doesn't mean we're protected. It doesn't mean we're shut down. It doesn't mean we're, we're repressed or suppressed. Anti-fragile is one of the goals. One of the foundations of an extremely strong relationship and a strong marriage. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to see. I can't wait for you to express what has changed in this episode. I love you all. Thank you for being in my living room today. And can I ask you a favor? For you to share this episode with your friends and family and also leave a review. 
One by one creates a ripple effect where any one small change has the ability to transform every other area of your life. This is the movement of wild light to lead with your soul, your heart, and your voice. Let the light run wild through you.